Welcome to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your GPS to retirement. Why can an industry promote a situation that rewards an advisor financially for giving bad advice? Now, your host, Paul Durso. Welcome back to Simply Financial. I'm Paul Durso. We've got Charlie Bowers and Kevin Ray. For host of a day, from co-host of a day, Kevin Ray from Michigan, Michigan Connection, right? Yes. yes. So we got a another great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about commissions and fees. We're going to talk about costs. Everybody likes to talk about costs. Nobody likes to pay them. Everybody likes to gripe really? and complain about them. We're going to talk about them. Hit them straight on today. Before we do that, I ask you guys a question. We just ended a, a break for Thanksgiving, and it got me thinking about school with my kids, and if. There's one subject you could be a lot better in that you weren't so great in in your school days. What would it be? History for me. History? Yeah, I want to be Wilson on, uh, what's that TV show, Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy over the, the fence? Over the, the fence, fence you know. Yeah, every time he has a problem, he come up with some proverb or you come up with some, you know. Um, that's wisdom. Philosophy. Yeah. That's I'm not looking, history. Looking, yeah, but that's all from history. Do you want to be better at wisdom? Yes. I would well, like you to be, actually. Sure, sure. I'd like you to be a lot more wise. <laughs> Charlie's face picking like on that, me. you can't be He's much. picking on me, Charlie. <laughs> Help me out here, You look kind of like George Lopez. Comedy was probably the right answer. <laughs> Comedy? Comedy. Come All right, Charlie, where are you at? Oh, probably foreign languages. Foreign languages? Foreign language. I took some French one. in high school, worked for a German company, so I know a little bit of German, hmm. then took over South America, so I know a little bit of Spanish, just enough for them all to run together. And I, I can hardly walk and chew gum at the same time now. Well, I heard you hollering in your office this morning. I wasn't for sure what your language language. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was definitely French. <laughs> definitely French. <laughs> for me personally, I think it would be language arts. I have have always, I mean, I, I was born with dyslexia. It's always been an issue my entire life. So language arts has always been a struggle for me. Uh, I think it's a blessing because it's enabled me to be a lot very creative because I've always had this issue with English and reading and writing. And it's always been a challenge. And if I could make my life better or be better at a subject, it would definitely be reading. Oh, go ahead. Pick on me. My yeah. dyslexic. Yeah, go ahead. Here's, go ahead. here's a on. trivia question for you. Oh, what no, there we go. Another pop quiz. These yeah. were so much fun last time. What two sharks on the shark tank are both? Dyslexic? Yes. I would say the... The guy, the young guy, what's his name? Um, Mark Cuban? Cuban. No. No. Uh, Shut him down quick there. That's good. Uh, Mr. Wonderful? Mr. Wonderful. And uh, the guy on the right? Nope. Barbara Corcoran. Barbara? Yep. The older one? Yep. Well, I had I had like one out of five or two out of five, and I was pretty much wrong across the board. But y'all have one thing in common, right? You have to see things backwards? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) i saw that coming okay all right so let's get into the actual show today we're gonna be talking again about commissions and fees any financial advisor is going to get paid one of two ways typically these two ways which is going to be either fees or commissions and let's explain what's the difference between a fee-based financial advisor or a commission based financial advisor. What's better? What's worse? What are they? Let's talk about what are, what are they at first? Why don't we talk about what we are first? Sure. As an RIA, we are fee-based. We, we charge based on assets under management that uh, we manage for folks. And 
Some people might think that's good. Some think that's bad. But it's really in contrast to uh, to the other ways that brokers get paid, which is commission. Which is commission. And you, you think about in the broker dealer world, whenever a, a broker makes a trade or sell, you know, buy or sell, he's going to get some sort of commission for that, just for the transaction. So you know, you kind of think to yourself, well. If he's incentivized by transaction, are my best interest really being the more after? transactions, the more yeah, the more, more money fees. in his yeah, pocket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so fiduciaries, which is a, a standard that's important in our industry. If you research anything about financial planners or finan- or financial advisors, you're going to see this push to find a fiduciary advisor, and that's synonymous with fee management. Fee management is kind of the you're getting paid the same no, no matter what the advice is. The advisor's getting paid the same. In so percentage terms. In percentage terms. Yeah. yeah. So if he recommends investment A, B, C, D, or all the way to Z, it's the same commission it's or same fee. It's very transparent. Now, yeah. on the commission side. It's not so transparent. Not so transparent. There can be hidden cost fees we're going to talk about later in the show. But the reality is there might be different incentives, monies to be made for selling investment A versus B, C, all the way to Z. And it, it could be dramatic. One that might be great advice might pay him the least amount. You know, investment Z might be horrible advice, pays them the most. And this is why advisors have such a bad name because they recommend Z because it, it pays well, them the most. Just yeah. look at some of the big brokerage houses. Who are they that uh, the American funds, if you if somebody walks in and they got a statement full of American funds, what, who, who are they typically? The last study that I read said that... Um, the culmination of all fees charged in our industry over the last several years was like $5 billion, $5 billion in, in fees, penalties for bad advice, mismanagement, things that they did wrong. 5 billion. That's a lot of money. Not necessarily fee, but penalties. Penalties. For bad advice. Bad advice. Sorry. If I said fees, I, I, what I'm talking about is for doing something wrong, slaps on the wrist, costs, that these companies like Wells Fargo has been in the news. I mean, a lot of oh, big yeah. companies have been in the news for doing things wrong. Uh, mortgage companies, financial lending companies, and their slaps on the wrist and the fees that they're paying. And you know what? They're not even blinking. Well, no, for the big boys like that, billions doesn't mean so much. They just, okay, you find me $100 million. Okay. And, and some you of, just go on, continue life as usual. Some of these mutual fund companies, you know, are kickbacking some of the fees, if you will, or the commissions back to the brokerage company. It's all, you know, it's, it's not anything new. They've been doing it for years. So if you're getting, if you're getting paid extra for promoting some mutual fund, is that really in your best interest? So here's, here's a question that goes in regards to this. Can an advisor choose how he gets paid? Yes. So he can decide, I want to get paid a commission or I want to get paid a fee. If you have the appropriate. So for you listeners out there, we can decide. We decide if we want to live under one model or the other or both. Or both now. Yeah. Okay. So here's my, my issue. And I, I grew up in a house where my parents used to tell me all the time, nothing good happens after 10 o'clock at night. And the older I got, they said, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock at night. Nothing good happens after 12 o'clock. Because the older you get, you stay out a little bit later. And, you know, when I went to prom for the first time, they used to say stuff like, don't find yourself in a hotel room alone with the girl. You know, like... Don't put yourself in a compromising position. That's right. It's a very, it's a very bad thing to do because nothing good comes out of it. Never. 
So why would a, a financial advisor put themselves in a compromising position? And that compromising position would be allowing themselves the freedom to get paid more for bad advice. Why would you do that? Why is that even allowed in our industry? Why can an industry promote a situation that rewards an advisor financially for giving bad advice? Well, you got to figure that uh, there's probably some lobby money behind allowing certain rules or regulations that, uh, because it is such a big dollar industry that uh, money's going to protect certain behaviors. And this is what makes it so difficult for consumers mm-hmm. because you have to know what's the model. Are you fee-based? Are you commission-based? And I can tell you across the board, commission-based is bad because it puts the advisor in a compromising situation. Fee-based can still be bad, but odds are it's going to be better. And it depends on the transparency of of the situation. You got to know what you're getting into. Which is the next question that we're going to get to. Other than fees paid to an advisor, what are some other costs that that consumers might encounter in the financial world? And this kind of segues into that. Because even though your, your advisor is a fee-based financial advisor, or let's just say you invest in mutual funds, they're fee-based. They don't, they don't charge, com- do they charge commissions? No, it's all fee. So the managers are going to make a percentage of whatever you invest with them. Is that, a, so is, is that good? Because we just kind of alluded to fee-based, fee-based management as the better solution but here we are finding ourselves, okay, here's the better solution. Is it still bad? Well, you know, whenever you get into fee or, or questions about mutual funds and, and cost, it's not just the fees. You know, you, they always promote their expense, expense ratio. ratio yep. There's so many other costs associated with owning certain investments, especially mutual funds, that uh, are not transparent. Yeah, they'll there's publish fees. that expense ratio. But there's tax implications. And the expense ratio, it's not just the expense ratio. They actually call it the total expense ratio, Mm -hmm. which implies what? That's it. That's That's it. it. It's it's the complete. And the expense ratio is just one of several fees that mutual fund companies charge. So the consumer's left to go, well, that's that's all I pay. It's the total. Mm -hmm. No, that's the total expense ratio. That they ratio have to disclose. That they have to disclose. Yeah. All other fees, they do not have to disclose. So, so when you're looking on your 401k statement, it says annual expense ratio. That's what you're thinking. It isn't. Forbes read, wrote an article several years ago about the mutual fund industry, and here's what they found. On average, the cost per mutual fund is between 2 and 4%. Yeah. Now, think about that. You get a statement that says your expense ratio is 0.55, and it's between 2 and 4%. Um, Three and four. Three and four. 3.24 and 4.24 well, is what the article says. I just read so, I just read something recently. He read an updated going, article. Oh, so, updated? Yeah. 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 It's between, it's between three, three and four, two, but anyway. But still, if they're, if they're showing you a 0.55 and let's say it's three, then that's, you know, that's, that's big. So if you, you got a 2% difference, let's say, on average. That's a big difference. Well, yeah. On $100,000, that's two grand a year times 10 years is 20 grand. That adds up and it adds up quick for those undisclosed fees. And that's what we're and talking about. And if you're about. working with, an advisor that's picking those mutual funds for you. You just layered in another, another fee. Expense. Another fee, yep. yeah. So if if you're really curious to know what your mutual funds are charging you, there's a website you can go to called personalfund.com. Personalfund.com will help you see the hidden fees inside of your mutual fund. And I'll never forget a meeting that I had with somebody who came in who was adamant. He knew exactly what he was being charged. And I said, really? 
I said, do you mind if we look up some of these? He's like, yeah, I'll tell you exactly what they are. So he, I said, pick a fund. He said, I said, how much is it charging you? And he said, here's what, here, he had his sheets and he's rattling his papers. Like, oh, that one, that one's paying uh, 0.74%. I was like, okay. You look it up. Guess what he was stating? The expense ratio. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said, well, here's all the other expenses. He was so upset in that meeting over what he didn't know. And it was all, it's all can be, it's public information. You just got to know where to look. Yeah. And that's personalfund.com is a great place. And one of the big uh, fees in there is the turnover cost. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I seen money one, going in, money coming no, no, out. No, I seen one is 700%. And then in the fees inside that fund were 7% that year. 7%. Wow. Because they, what, what, what that means is, they, let's say they hold 100 different stocks in there. They bought and sold those seven times throughout the year. Meaning every time they bought, there's a cost. Every time they sold, there's a cost. And there's one, uh, I can't remember what the was, person was on TV saying, that juice is tasty. <laughs> and that's what, it, that's what it boils down to. So there's a couple other costs I want to touch, touch on really quick before we go to our next part. But, you know, what are the other fees that you might be associated with when it comes to financial planning? There might be an actual planning fee. Correct. So where you go into an office and they're going to say, hey, it's $500 to do a planning fee or $1,500 or $3,000. We charge by the hour, whatever. it. There's this upfront cost Mm -hmm. to planning, which I'm not against. We have the ability to do that. We very seldom do charge, but we do have that ability to do a planning fee. The other one we were just talking about was hidden fees, which can be found in mutual fund annuities. Um, variable annuities that, and that's just, one people really don't understand. We don't. had clients in yesterday, and we called their company about their variable annuity, and and he had this understanding, yeah, that here's here's what I think it is, and then when we called, oh my word, it was three point four two percent that they disclosed to us. Three point four two. He was under the un, the thought process that it was about a percent, mm-hmm. and he had another understanding of how it would pay him. All of which was not accurate. That's now, correct. some of it wasn't too far off. Some of it was way off, naming the fees. He had no idea who was paying nearly 35 That's just a, a warning. Be very careful when you've got certain investments that they can be somewhat complex. Know exactly what you're getting into. And that's just the ongoing annual cost. There's also sometimes costs associated with making decisions. That same client has what's called a surrender fee. So he bought this contract. And he had this understanding that if I keep it, I have this much cost ongoing. But if I leave before this time period is up, I pay this huge amount yep. on exit. Another thing that you want to talk, take into consideration, which I think is the most dangerous fee of all, which is your pride, emotions. Yes. Mm. I, bought, I bought an investment based on whatever, but now I can't get rid of it because I'm down. I've lost money and I'm not going to lose money. So I'm going to stick it out. Yep. That could be the most expensive fee you ever pay. You know why? Because it might not ever come back. You can back. ride that Enron stock all the all way, the way down or, or GM you, or you name it. Or you inherited General Electric from your grandfather and you're just so emotionally attached you can't get rid of it. Yeah. And then you ride it all the way down. Unfortunately, that's true. That's true. All right. So let's play a game. So we're going to spin the we, we need a We need a name for this wheel. What are we calling it? Kevin? The fun wheel? You're, the game you're, wheel? You're good at coming up with. We, Names and concepts. Probably on the spot, I'm no good. Okay. Really? Well, even when you're not on the spot. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll make it sound like it's just when you're on the spot. So we're going to play this, spin this wheel. wheel and wherever fortune. it stops, there's a bunch of games. Wherever it stops, we're going to play that game. Ready? Kevin, so spin it clockwise. All righty. Go! Woo! One 
gotta go. Oh, my favorite no. game. I love this game. I know you do. All right, I you got Paul, Kevin, and Charlie. And we got one's got to go. go. So here's, here's the game. Here. Here's, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't catch that right away. <laughs> so here's the deal. We're going to come up with three things, and you got to get rid of one of them. So here are the three things. Imagination, engineering, and implementation. So you have to get rid of one of those three. You have to either get rid of your imagination, not, not yours, just imagination in general. No more creativity, folks. You have to get rid of engineering. So that means mm. nothing else gets built. There's no engineering. Or the last thing is implementation. Nothing's ever going to get done. So what are you getting rid of? I'm getting rid of uh, engineering. Bye, Charlie. That's personal. Mm. I told you. See you, Charlie. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> <And why, laughs> the reason that? being, because if you have no imagination, you don't have nothing to engineer, right? It's got to be, it's got to be come up with somebody. It's got to come up with some sort of plan to do these things. So you, you got to have creativity. You got to have creativity. Don't look at me like I'm going to defend your situation. Yeah, I'm looking at you hard, so you'll do that. Uh, but I would do with the engineering, because you know those engineering types are all, you know. Yeah, yeah. stuck up. Yeah. I'm looking at Charlie, mm-hmm. now he's giving me the nose, yep. you know. So. Especially the ones that are from South Carolina. Yeah, you know. Mm. All right, Charlie. Clemson. Imagination. Case. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Imagination, engineering, implementation. Well, just. Not just to be contrary, but you know, <laughs> when I heard imagination, my mind couldn't help but go to Barney. And, and Kevin's over here wearing Barney. that purple outfit <laughs> here. So, you know, uh, Barney's got to go. So you're getting imagination. rid of imagination? Imagina- imagination. Engineers, I'll, we'll throw it in an Excel yeah. spreadsheet. And we'll make it. You know what's funny we'll about it that? Work. It's I don't think there's anything more perfect than an engineering saying, let's get rid of creativity. Because <laughs> yeah. everything's black that, and white. That is white. literally the most perfect statement <laughs> yeah. ever. I will okay. engineer imagination. All right, go ahead, Paul. Let, let's hear what you've got. Oh, man, this one's so tough. So uh, the reason why... I came up with these three is because I've been watching this uh, series on the new Disney plus called uh, Imagineering. That was Walt Disney's um, creativity team. He, he said creativity oh, imagination, full of engineers. Yeah. and, and yeah. engineers is the greatest thing. That's right. So it's, he calls it Imagineering, which I love. And actually growing up, I wanted to be an Imagineer. And then trying to come up with the third thing, which was implementation just made it so difficult and I think my entire life, I've struggled for the most part of getting things done. I could come up with stuff. I can even engineer how it, how it happened. My hard part was actually completing it. So that my natural reaction, although I don't want later in my life, I think the most, most important thing is to get it done. But I almost love to have all these amazing ideas mapped out and just let somebody else try to figure out how to get it done. So for me personally... I'd probably get rid of implementation. Uh, well, I, implementation's be, about a hollow anyway. life. That's just uh, it would be a hollow life. But I'd have all the ideas how to ever get it done, and then I'd just have to say, "Hey, you guys didn't get rid of implementation. <laughs> you guys get it done." Three different answers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So next up, and again, we're talking about commissions and fees. We talked about two different ways advisors can get paid. Then we talked about hidden costs, other fees that advisor or sorry, consumers might need to or have to be aware of. The next thing is what percent of people would you estimate have higher portfolio costs than they realize? Well over 90%. What is it? What is it? <laughs> it's well over 90%. Well over. Well, I over. would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think Charlie? it's a huge number, especially Why is anyone, it so high? anyone that is investing in mutual funds, which the world has taught us to invest in. 
Wall Street has done a good job in teaching us yeah. to do that. You can diversify with just one mutual fund. And it and, is interesting because when people come into the office do financial planning, I mean, I, I would say all the time, but more often than not, clients will say, well, how do I, how do I stack up? I'm like, what? Well, you know, from all the other clients that, that, have, that you get in front of, how do I compare? I get that all the time. Why do you care? <laughs> like, is it a competition? Like, why, do you want to retire on this level of income? You, you're, you're set. So, so you're asking me how many, of, how many of my clients are set for retirement? No, no, no. Asset-based. And I don't know if that's a pride and emotional. I, I, I can't figure it out because I do get that question quite often. More than I'm, more than I'd, I'd be comfortable to say, like, I don't know why, why it happened so much. It's got to be a pride thing. You know, we all, you know, it's, it's very competitive. We yeah. always want to do better. Yeah. Yeah. But so why is it so high? Why, why are people not understanding what, what they're paying? What's the deal? I think they just don't take the necessary action to get involved in their own planning. They just, you know, the money comes out of your paycheck in your 401k, it goes in into your 401k, you pay no attention to it until you get your statement. And then it continues that cycle. I think they, people, let's say it, we're lazy and we only look at what's transparent, you know, the total expense ratio. We, we're only looking at that. And so when we tell a client that, that we charge X percent as a fee, you know, they look at us as, oh my gosh. How much does it cost to own a stock year after year? Nothing. Nothing. We are very transparent in our business in, in what the fee structure is. We charge a fee. We use Charles Schwab that for trades, there's no trade cost. So if you own 30 stocks, you bought them, and it costs nothing to continue to is. hold them. Yeah. Well, personally, you know, I'll say this, and we'll move on to the next question. I, th- I think the reality is they don't know how to find out. And this kind of leads us into the next question, which is how can somebody get better, get a better understanding of exactly what costs are associated with their current collection of financial products or retirement plan? Well, go to, we already mentioned it, personalfund.com. There are websites out there that will educate you, empower you to understand what you're paying. And odds are there's an excellent chance you have no clue. Mm. You might, sorry. You might think or believe you understand what you're paying, but all you see is what you see that you're paying. What you don't see is all the hidden costs right. that you just don't know about, that there's no laws, that they, they have to state them. And that's the, that's the horrible reality of why it's such a high percentage of the people that we sit in front of have no idea or don't understand the total cost of what they're paying. It's because it's not public information, or it is, and it's just hidden. It's hard hidden, to find. It's hidden very good. The devil in the details, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the that's devil another, in the details gets you. It's kind of like a political environment. Yep. Like politicians will state one thing to get elected and do something different once they're no, elected. No, they don't do that, do they? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. So the reality is financially, they're going to state certain things to get you to buy their investment, but the reality is once you own it, it's a different story. They're selling the sizzle and you don't read the fine print. That's just uh, kind just of the way it is. It doesn't taste too the good. The shiny object. You got to be Facing aware of the, the shiny, shiny object. object. So fees and commissions, it's a tough conversation to have. It's, it's not a fun aspect of financial planning because the reality is you get what you pay for sometimes and other times you overpay for what you wish you had. What you get, yeah. Yeah, and, and the reality is here, you just need to know what you don't know. 
So there's a plenty of resources out there, like we've mentioned a few times, personalfund.com. We have no affiliation to that site whatsoever, so don't think we are, even though we've mentioned it several times. But that site will give you some insight to the, the fees and expenses that you're going to pay into mutual funds. Sometimes you're going to need to get on the phone, like if you have a, uh, an annuity, you might need to get on the phone and ask some very pertinent questions to get to the bottom of what you're actually being charged to hold that annuity. Yeah, but let me make one point that we talk about a lot. Um, we're talking about cost and fees here, and they're important, but, you know, it's okay to pay fees yeah. and costs, but don't forget to look at the value that you're getting for what you're paying. Value is the real proposition. Value is what you're, you're buying. It doesn't come down to just what you you pay. It comes down to what you get for what you Correct. pay. Correct, yep. And on that note, I think we should be called a wrap. What do you think? I'm out of here. I'm out of here. All right. Thanks for listening. Now for our fast-talking fine print. The information presented is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax investment or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a SEC-registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is notice-filed or is excluded or exempted from notice-filing requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through Durso Capital Management Company. Insight Folios, Inc. and Durso Capital Management Company are affiliated companies and do not offer legal or tax advice. Paul Alderso and Charles B. Bowers Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios, Inc. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.